0: Some of them are not good. And uh, we've settled a lot for what God wants for us to have. There is more for us. And uh, so I come as a voice to stir an awakening inside of you and and to maybe revive some dreams and some hopes and, and to speak into your life and tell you that God has more for you thought somebody might be happy about that and said, God has more for you. How do you know that pastor? Because he told us eyes have not seen ears have not heard, neither is it even entered into the heart of man, the things that God has in store for us. Amen. And so there's some things that God wants to blow your mind with. Tell your neighbor, God wants to blow your mind. Amen. God wants to blow your mind. He wants to show himself so real and he wants to reveal himself to you in such a way that you experience him in the now, not in the pie in the sky, not some mystical God, but a God that we have relationship with and we experience him in our lives. Amen. Praise God. And so uh, we want to go today to Ruth chapter number one in verse number one and talk about this issue of worship i think that's the scripture i gave you isn't it all right i've got so much stuff that i want to talk about now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man in bethlehem judah Went to dwell in the country of Moab, and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Imelech, and the name of the wife was Naomi. And his two sons uh, went to Euphrates of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. And then Imalak, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And now they took wives in the uh, of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah and the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both of the sons died so the woman survived her two sons and her husband Father I pray for the next few moments today that you would just allow there to be a liberty to hear the word We've already bound up the enemy in every attack and in every assignment of hell that would try to bring resistance to this service today, and so we speak into this atmosphere that there is a freedom to hear the Word, to receive the Word, to respond to the Word, and to participate in the Word. And we give you praise and thanks for that now in Jesus' name, and amen, amen, praise God. As I said, we've been looking at this issue of worship on the first Sunday that uh, we talked about this. We talked about uh, Romans chapter 1. Why is it that, that we have to worship? Why is it for a necessity of worship? And it is because when there is a vacuum of worship, uh, the enemy comes in. Whenever there is, when you don't have a king enthroned upon the, the, the throne of your life, then that is when there is going to be another king that's going to come and take his place. And so you have to enthrone him. But it is important that we understand that as a result, we see what the uh, when they knew God, but they did not worship God in Romans chapter 1, right? The Bible says that all of nature was set off course because they knew God but did not worship him. And so then and it begins to, to talk about all of these things that was released into the earth as a result of their not being worshiped. And it says that they were filled with unrighteousness, uh, sexual immorality. They were wicked. They were covetous. They were malice, full of envy, murder, deceit, evil-minded. They are worshipers are, are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent and proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. He talks to us about the, in verse 28 that homosexuality came into the earth. Amen. As a result of there being a vacuum in the earth of worshiping the true and the living God. Amen. So last week we talked about my concern of the culture that even in the church there is a lack of worship. There is a, a, there is a, a lack of honor and respect for God and his house. And the reason that I'm concerned is because you you cannot take something out of the environment for which it has been created for and it continued to exist. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 said, Therefore by him let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise unto God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And so we see that they left here in our text, they left Bethlehem Judah. Bethlehem means bread, or it means the word. Judah means praise. So they left the word and they left praise and everything in their life started dying. Come on somebody. You look who was leading them because you know that that what I'm saying here that you hear me talk about many times a multi-generational church because God's put that in my spirit uh, and I uh, understand the necessity in this hour that you must be a multi-generational church but look who led the procession out of the word and out of praise it was daddy Elimelech. He, he led them out of praise and he left, led them out of the word. And it did not only affect him, but it killed another generation. I want to say to you today that the lack of praise or your praise is going to affect another generation. Because you see, I learned how to worship by watching my grandparents and my mother and my father. I learned how to worship God by watching the saints lift up the name of Jesus, praise him unashamedly. And when the word was going forth, they weren't messing with everything else. They were amening because they were receiving what was being imparted to them. And so it wasn't that, you know, we were, uh, you know, people say, well, you're emotional. Well, if you get life changing revelation, wouldn't you get emotional? Amen. But we have, we have been desensitized to the place that we can watch a war on the television and watch people be killed in a war somewhere. While we're eating our steak and potatoes at our kitchen table and never be moved, we can see how the, the children are dying and we can see how the wickedness is overtaking our own land if we want to get it closer to home. Amen. We can see how all of these things are taking place in our society and yet we are never moved. And we bring that same spirit into the church and act like that we're serving a God that isn't any bigger than we are. That we come to church and we act like that we're just going through the motions and going through the rigors of religion. But I want to tell you today that he's greater than we are. Amen. his name alone, he honors his name above his word and the power that is just in his name. Can cause hell to start trembling The power that is in his name Can cause depression to leave you in a moment's time The power that is in his name Will break years of addiction off of your life And set you free and give you a spirit of joy It's the reason why we ought to lift up the name of Jesus It's the reason why we should praise him And give him glory Because there is power in his name And that's the reason why it's important for us as dads and moms to stay in the word and stay in worship. I don't just praise him for myself. I praise him for my kids. I praise him that they will know that God is good and he's good all the time. Amen. And when you leave the word and when you leave praise, everything in your life will start to die. Your relationship with God will start to die. Your your fire for the things of God will start to die. Then your marriage will start to die. And your money will start to die. Your family will start to die. Amen. We live in this entertainment-driven culture that has flowed over into the church where people don't want to participate. We want someone to do everything for us. Amen. But I want to tell you today that you receive more when you participate than when you don't. That's the reason why when the, that they've changed it up even in teaching uh, today. That they teach you that you need to participate some way. You participate on a whiteboard. You participate by filling in the blanks. You participate by giving answers to the questions. You participate in it. And I tell you today that, but why? Because you learn more and you when you participate. You retain more when you participate. You enjoy more when you participate. And so God wants his church to be a participatory church. This isn't an entertainment-driven place. This is not Hollywood. Thank God we're going to do everything we can to give God a spirit of excellence and give him glory. But at the end of the day, we're not here to entertain you. We're not here so that you don't have to be involved, but we're here so that we can participate in the goodness of God. Amen. That I'll join my voice with your voice. Amen. I'll praise him as you praise him. And as we do, we create an environment that is conducive for that almighty power for God to reveal himself among his people. Amen. God is created uh, created to, to be in an environment which God, we are created to be in this environment which God calls worship. Amen. God created praise to be an environment in which God dwells. God created water for the fish. Because without water, the fish could not be sustained. It is the environment in which the fish thrives. He put the stars in the sky because the sky contains the natural gases that are needed to sustain the stars. He put the plants in the ground because in the ground is the nutrients needed to sustain the plants. And when you remove anything from its environment, death begins to take place. Huh? You see, I I, I we, we, we went to the to the uh, coast, we went to the ocean this past week and, and we was out there and, and having a fun with the family. And, and uh, But I tell you, if I seen a little fin coming up through there, I'm getting out of the water. Because the water is not something that I was created for. But I know that that water was created that that shark can thrive. And I don't have much chance to fight against the shark in the The environment in which he was created for. Huh? But you let me get him by the tail and fling him out on the ground and I'll whip him to death with a switch, baby. I'll pull every tooth in his mouth. Why? Because he's out of his environment. I've got authority over him I've got power over him Because now he's in my environment He's in my domain And I want to tell you why That so many folk are being beat to death It's because they're not living in the environment In which God has created you for You're living in hell You're living in turmoil You're living in bitterness You're living in strife And that's the environment that was created for the devil But whenever you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and you say I'm going to stay right here in the midst of an atmosphere for which I have been created I tell you, you can take authority over the devil you can cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself above the name of Christ you can say greater is he that is in me than all of the hell that you're sending against me why? because I'm in the environment in which I have been created for Oh, come on and praise him right here. You have an environment because you came out of God. And when you separate yourself from God, your soul starts dying. Your emotions start dying. Your peace starts dying. Your joy starts dying because you came out of God. Come on, somebody. And so when we, when we separate ourselves from God, everything in our life starts dying. We're needing God today. I said we're needing God today. And whenever you realize that this environment that you've been created for, you enjoy that environment. And when you understand this is my environment for which I've been created, then church is never too long. Worship doesn't go too long. But whenever you're out of your environment, you're looking at your watch. What time is it? He going to sing that song again. We done sing it 10 times. How long is pastor going to preach today? My God, he's gone longer than he was last week. Well, the reason I have to go longer is because you need it. (laughs) Hallelujah. But how many know what I'm saying? When we understand this environment, when we understand this culture, When we understand this is what we're created for, I I don't look and say, how long is he going to be? I enjoy the presence of God. I enjoy worship. Amen. But you see, whenever we get out of that environment, then we get into, and we get into a good place, then Wednesday night doesn't fit into our schedule anymore. Preacher preaches too long. Pastor Jane, you didn't have to say it so loud, brother Jim. <laughs> Preacher preaches too long. Singers singing all those songs. We done sung that same song for 10 weeks now. But you see, we're not just singing when it, when songs become more than just something you're singing. But it's something you're declaring. You see, we we know that in our in where we're at, that we, we we need a shift, we need a change, and that's the reason why we started singing that song, Heaven on Earth, because it may feel more like hell on earth than it does heaven on earth right now, but we're prophesying into our future. We're declaring the word of the Lord, we're saying the kingdom of God is coming and the will of God is being done, and there's something shaking, and there's something moving. And we prophesy into our future and we declare the word of the Lord into our future. And we say that our future is going to be better than our past because we're going to live in the environment for which we have been created. Amen. It's amazing to me how many people choose a church because their family went there. That's good, right? Have family traditions. It's amazing to me how people go to a church because they went there for a long time. And it's good to have consistency. And it's good to have some elasticity that you're not, not just pulling up and running because, because you know, Whatever little skiff or whatever. But, but you, you understand that, that God leads. We've already talked about that. God guides, he opens doors and he closes doors. But it's amazing to me how many folk will stay in a church that once had some power, once have the fire and have lost their praise. And as dry as last year's cracker juice, but they just holding on because God might turn it around. No, he ain't going to turn nothing around until you get back to the word and you get back to praise. Because that's where he created us for. Amen. And you see, I, you, this culture is not offering someone uh, has to, to say, well, you know, we, we, we uh, are just uh, looking for God's presence and God's power. This culture has turned preachers into motivational speakers. Where folk don't want to hear the word. I told you the other day that choices have that's destroyed discipleship because if somebody preaches strong, they, they just don't like that. They can go get somebody that smiles real big and I'm happy and you're happy and let's all be happy together. But I want to tell you today that somebody has to stand up. And I'm not suggesting that I'm just the only one. I'm glad I have a small voice in the kingdom. But I want to tell you that the truth is the truth. And the truth will always outlive a lie. and, And sometimes you have to speak that truth even when no one else wants to hear it. Amen. And I want to hear truth. I don't want. I don't want to go now. And I know I'm trying to get through this, but I don't want to go to to the doctor. And there's something inside of me physically wrong. And he just say, "Oh, you're gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. Don't worry. Be happy." That don't work for me. If there's something on the inside that ain't right. I'm going to be praying, first of all, it get right. But if there's something they can do to fix it, I want them to do it. I don't want to tell them to tell me no fluff. I don't want to tell them, oh, it's going to be okay. I want them to speak to me straight and tell me what needs to be done so that I can live a long, healthy life. Huh? But then we come up in the church and we don't want to hear truth. Amen. But I want to tell you today that we need to lift up the name of Jesus and we need to tell truth in love. Are you hearing me? We don't go around rebuking people and, and causing embarrassment to them, but we tell them the truth in love. But this culture has turned us into motivational speakers where there's no revelation and there's no power. But I want to tell you today that the word of God is still where it's at. Worship is still where it's at. Amen. I'm telling you, Boaz is in Judah. Come on, somebody. I said, your Boaz is still in Judah. He is in a place of, praise. He's in a place of worship. Jesus is in worship. He is in the word. And when we return to the word and we return to worship, we will experience life change in our lives. The word is not always going to line up with your lifestyle. Sometimes there's going to be a conflict of the soul. Amen. And you can't afford to leave the word and praise because when you do everything in your life is going to die. Judah and Judas are the same word. Did you hear what I said? Judah and Judas. Judah in the Hebrew, Judas in the Greek mean praise. Jesus didn't get upset because Judas stole his money. Jesus got upset with Judas because he stole his praise. Judas is when you go through the motions of praise, but you don't give him any praise. Judas got in the crowd and he went in with through the motions and he did what the other 11 were doing. He looked like the others looked, but his heart, was in a different place the whole time he looked like the other 11 he sounded like the other 11 sung the song that they sung but his heart was far from them his heart was on the money his heart was in earthly treasures come on somebody and Jesus was upset because they, they learned, he learned how to go through the motions without giving him any praise. My concern is that we have to be careful that when we clap our hands, that are, you see, God's not after your hands, He's not after your feet, He's after your hearts. And so when we clap our hands, we have to clap them in such a way that people hear our hearts. When we dance our dance, and we believe, need to see more than just our feet moving, but they need to see our heart that is being expressed in our worship. And we say, God, we're not here to put on a show, but I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you because more than I need the applause of men, more than I need the opinions of people, I need your presence in my life. And so therefore I'm going to clap my clap. I'm going to shout my shout. I'm going to rejoice in you because Because I need you in my life. Amen. There's a big difference between a song service and worship. I said there's a big difference between a song service and worship. God's environment is praise. God inhabits the praise of his people. So how do I get God to come into my situation? How do you know the difference between a song service and a praise service? The the atmosphere will shift. Things will start taking place in the spirit. You'll feel something in your sanctified soul. You'll know that we're no longer just singing a song, but we've tapped into his presence and we're serenading heaven and heaven is about to invade the earth. It's about to move into my life. I'm not here, Judas, just to sing you a song. I'm not here just to have lip service, but I'm here to give you my heart. I'm here to give you my soul. I'm here to bless your name and to praise you. And I'm not about to get dressed up, come to church on a Sunday morning, look like everybody else, but lie and steal your praise. But I'm going to lift up your name. I'm going to glorify you. I'm going to praise you with my whole heart. If everybody else looks at me funny, if everybody just sits there, I'm going to get on my feet. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to shout my shout because you are worthy and I need your presence in my life. You see, God's environment is praise. He inhabits praise. So how do I get God into my ugly situation? I've got to create an environment for him. How do I create an environment for him? I create it through my praise. When do I need God? I need him all the time. But I really need him in trouble. But when do we not praise? When we get in trouble, we don't understand God. And so we sit there with the arms folded and our lips stuck out. <laughs> griping, complaining. But I want to tell you this morning, God don't inhabit depression. He don't inhabit complaining. Amen. That's when you have to offer him a sacrifice of praise. I said, you've got to offer him a sacrifice of praise because can I be honest with you today I've walked through some valleys and I've walked through some situations in my life that I did not understand. The best that I can do in following God and following my heart there are things that I knew that God had spoken to me and yet they did not work out the way I thought they ought to work out. I've been lied on I've been ridiculed, I've been mocked but I want to tell you in the midst of it all I've learned that it is not me to set there and soak the sour in my bitterness and despair because God isn't going to come and have a pity party with me. You feeling sorry about me, feeling sorry ain't going to make me any happier. But I want to tell you what I found out that in the midst of it all if I can push depression to the side, if I can push my thoughts to the side and my bitterness and my anger and I will begin to lift up a true praise to his name. Suddenly those things that I thought were so important to me begin to fall to the wayside and the king of glory starts stepping in to my situation and the thing I thought I never could shake off breaks off in a moment's time why because I just entered in to the presence of God I created a place for him to dwell I've created him a throne to set upon and he's come and he's inhabiting my praise he's inhabiting my worship and wherever God is I want to tell you, it's depression can't stay. Bitterness can't stay. Brokenness can't stay. I've just got to get him into my situation. And the only way he's going to come is if I lift up his name and give him the glory and give him praise. He will inhabit my worship. Oh, come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Break out of that depression and praise him. Amen. Break out of that bitterness and give him glory and say he is my God and he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, take a 10-second praise break and just praise him right here. Hallelujah. 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 God, you're worthy today. I said you're worthy today. You're worthy of my worship. You're worthy of my praise. Glory to God. You see, your praise is spiritual CPR to the things that are dead in your life. I said, your praise is spiritual CPR to the things that are dead in your life. And if you just go to praise in him, I know it stinks where you are. I'm talking to somebody today. I know the stench of death is all around you, but I dare you just to begin to praise him this morning. Just begin to lift up his name, begin to, I know you don't feel like it, but push your feelings to the side and just give him some glory. Just give Him some praise if all you can say is thank you, Jesus. If all you can say is a hallelujah, give him your best this morning and see him inhabit your situation. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Said hallelujah. See, because you may be in a bad day right now. I promise you if you look back over your life I said if you look back over your life God has been better to you than hell's been against you every temptation every fiery dark every work of the enemy there has been a counteract of god's love his grace and his presence because if it had not been for the lord on your side you would have already been taken out but the very fact that you made it up in the house of the lord today is a testimony against the devil that god is greater i said god is greater I said, God is really greater than every circumstance you've been fighting against. Oh, hallelujah. Slap your neighbor a high five and tell him God really is greater. See, Boaz is in Judah. <laughs> I said, Boaz is in Judah. Jesus is in praise. Jesus is not in Moab, Jesus is in praise. What would make you think that you can go find another outside, anything other outside of the word and outside of praise that's going to really bless your life? Everything you need is in the word and is in praise. Amen. Some people may not know why we do what we do around here. Why we clap our hands, why we sing, why we shout. But I want to tell you, it's you know it. If you've been around here any time at all, you know it's my belief that the church is far too quiet. Come on, Huh? We're far too quiet. We're more excited about a ball game. Huh? I'm not against ball. You know I love it, right? We're more excited about a deal. At the store, we get a deal, and we get on Facebook. My God, I just saved twenty dollars at Walmart. Our team won the state, huh? We right up here in Culloden West Virginia. Ain't nobody excited that when uh, what is it? not Winfield? What is it? Hurricane won the state championship yesterday. Y'all don't know that. All right, now you do. We get more excited about things that don't change our life, has nothing to do with our environment, come on. than we do the things of God. Come on. But I want to tell you, I'm not. We don't put on a horse and pony show. We don't go through a bunch of rigors and all of that, and then put on. But we we come with a true heart. And truly, it's all right to praise Him. It's all right to bless Him. Amen. It's never out of order to give God worship and give God praise. And the Bible tells us, you say, well, why do you do all the stuff you do, Pastor? Because the Bible instructs us how to worship God. He said, clap your hands, all you people. It didn't say clap your hands if you felt like it. It didn't say clap your hands if you're having a good day. It said clap your hands, all you people. And then he goes on to tell us and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen. He doesn't say come and clap your hands if you feel like it. Come on and give a little whisper of praise so you don't offend anybody. Amen. Amen. But I tell you that God has been so good to me. This white boy can't dance, but I can hop. And my rhythm may not be that good, but guess what, at the end of the day, I'm not doing it for you. And it doesn't matter if my dance isn't the dance that you dance. My dance comes out of my testimony, my praise comes out of my problem my praise comes out of my past and how good God has been to me and that's the reason why it's important that everybody praise him because your voice of praise is like none other on the face of the earth because you see God could have delivered you from the same thing he delivered your neighbor from but he didn't deliver your neighbor like he delivered you amen and so it's important that you lift up the name of Jesus you praise him you give him glory because nobody can praise him like you can praise him. Amen. And so you see, it's important that I praise God. It's important that I stay in the word. You can you can say something and and you know that and I my time's getting away from me. but can I just tell you another thing that concerns me is sorry praise weak praise act like half dead praise act like can't get no help kind of praise huh just feel like if you don't do something you ain't going to fit in But I want to tell you that we ought not come to the house of God, to the presence of an awesome God, an omnipotent God, and give him a weak praise. But it ought to be a strong praise. Huh? Because you see, the reality is that you really, really does matter how you say a thing. Give me some strings, just some real nice, nicey stuff. Oh, everybody say, hallelujah. Do it quietly. Make sure you don't offend anybody. Lift up your head, oh, you gates. Be you lifted up, you everlasting doors. Let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King of Glory? He's a Lord strong and mighty. He's mighty in battle. Everybody smile now. Everybody be happy. I'm happy for you, brother. Glory to God. Don't you know that scares the hell out of the devil? there's a difference when you know who you're talking about and when you're just saying something huh and you can say the same thing with some authority and you can start shifting some things in the atmosphere Jake give me some authoritative drums Lift up your head, oh your gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, for the King of glory is about to come in. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. Come on and praise Him right here. Come on and give Him your best shout. Give Him your best praise, because the King of glory is coming in. He's right here. Hallelujah. So when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me. Alright, all right, son, settle down, settle down. Glory to God. You see how it makes a difference? And so we don't come in passive, but we come in aggressive. We come in like we know who God is. Amen. And we worship Him with our hearts. And when we do, the atmosphere shifts until anything is possible. I said anything is possible. I said anything is possible. Amen. So I'm sorry if my clapping hurts your ears. But just move over to the next row if my shouting is too loud, Ruth. But before you get angry and leave, you need to know something. I've been in an environment that was created, out of an environment that I was created for, for too long. And everything in my life is beginning to die. And I've got to perform spiritual CPR upon it. And in my situation, I've got to get back to Judah. I've got to get back to I've got to get back to the word. I've been out of here in Moab for too long. And my husband has died. My sons have died. I'm feeling weak myself. I know it may offend you, but I'm about to die. And I've got to get up in here and give him some kind of praise. I've got to worship his name because it's the last opportunity that I have. Hallelujah. Sometimes my shout is out of victory, but sometimes my shout is out of desperation. And I've come this morning looking for some roots. I haven't come for everybody, but I've come for somebody that's been out of your environment too long. And you say, excuse me, but I've just got to get back to praise. I've got to get back to the word of God. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to glorify him because I've come to understand everything I need. It's in Bethlehem, Judah. Everything I need is in the word and is in praise. Glory to God. Oh, I wish I had somebody believe it. Just give him a little praise right up in here today. Come on and give him some praise right here today. Clap your hands. Give him praise today because he's worthy. We ain't serving the president. We're not serving the governor. But the king of glory is in our midst this morning. Hallelujah. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. Amen. You keep messing with me. And I'm going to go back to St. Louis and break black on you right now. Come on. Come on. When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, when I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I could dance, 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 dance dance all night, all night, all night.
1: I can shout it. Oh, well, I can shout, 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 shout. all night. Oh. For me, when, when I think, think of His goodness, I can shout it. I can shout, shout, oh. shout, 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 shout all night, all night,
0: all night, all night. Something's about to break over your life. Somebody decided to step out of your depression and give. Some of you have been going through hell for months But you just chose to stand to your feet And give him glory anyhow I want to tell you heaven's taking notice The king of glory is taking notice And he's going to reveal himself In the midst of your situation Hallelujah Hallelujah I said hallelujah You may not need him today But I need him today <laughs> I said, I need him today. I purpose in my heart that I'm going to come up in this house today. And if I'm the only one that blesses his name, I'm going to bless him by myself. I know how to have a party all by myself. And I'm telling you today that the goodness of the Lord is making a rich and adds no sorrow to it. And if you'll praise him today, if you'll give him glory today, your family is going to be changed, my God. Your situation's going to, there's healing coming to somebody that will just praise him in this house this morning. If you give Him praise, He'll inhabit that praise. Sickness will have to go, bondage will have to go. His goodness will be revealed in your life. Come on! When I think of His goodness, what He's done for me. When I think of His goodness, oh, I, can
1: I can dance, dance, dance.
0: And some of you is acting like those pews have got a lock on them. And I promise you, the same way you got in, you can get out. <laughs> huh? I know this ain't for everybody, Jamie, but I'm talking to some people that's been out of been out of the Word and been out of praise and been in Moab far too long and you just need god's presence not just in a church service but you need the presence of god to go home with you and straighten some things out you need god to go amen to that to to be your doctor and to be your healer and you just need him more than a show but you're here to just give him your heart and we've got real good about clapping But I want you to give God a praise bigger than what you ever gave him before. I want you to give him more than a clap. If you haven't ever danced before, I want you to dance. If you haven't ever lifted your hands, I want you to lift your hands. Just do something a little extra this morning to say, God, you're worthy of my praise. And I'm on my way back to Judah. I'm back on my way back to Bethlehem. I'm going to praise you and give you glory today.
1: Praise our
0: was in my morning devotions this week and I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me this. He said, it's only your praise can shut up your enemy. Only your praise can shut up your enemy. Pastor Jim's praise ain't going to shut up my enemy. Renee's praise isn't going to shut up my enemy. But Zerubbabel, you got to speak to that mountain, son. And tell it, it's not the night By my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Somebody's waiting for victory to come. I want to tell you it's in your mouth this morning. I said it's in your mouth this morning. Your victory is in your praise. And if you'll praise Him, it's going to silence your enemy. I said it's going to silence your enemy. It's going to silence your critics. He's going to become your lawyer. He's going to become your authority. He's going to become your healer. Amen. And your enemy will have to shut up.
1: He my body. He Somebody's about to get
0: their breakthrough. The King of Glory is entering in. Come on and just receive it right here. Come on and receive it right here. on it. I know somebody saying, Pastor, I got to go home. No, what you need is God. What you need is God. Well, I'm on medicine. You ain't never took a late before, have you? Come on, somebody. What I need is his presence. What I need, Brother Jim, is him to come because one m- millisecond in his presence, anything is possible. Come Hallelujah. Come on, Dad. Show your children how to worship God. Come on, Mama. Be the leader if you have to of your house. But give God some praise today. Let's tell another generation this is the way you do it. Young people, this is the way you worship God. Do it without fear. Do it without reservation. Enter into his gates and praise his holy name. Come on. Come on.
1: Is that problem? you yeah. Come yeah. on, When I think, I think of His goodness. goodness. And what is that for me when, me when I think, I think of His goodness. Come on, goodness. on let it spin. All night. All night. All night. All, night. All night. Yeah. I think of His goodness. And what is He's done for me when, when I think I of His goodness. I shout I can shout, shout, shout.
0: I want you to give him the ovation of the morning. I want you to put a shout with your clap and a clap with your shout. just blessing you with my hands, but my hands are blessing you because of my heart. I'm not just shouting because I'm shouting, but my shout is with my heart. You've got my heart. I praise you today, God, because I'm in love with you. You're the lover of my soul. I've been in Moab and know what it feels like, and I'd rather be a day in the house of the Lord than a thousand in the wicked place. Hallelujah. I bless you today. I praise you today, oh God. God, forgive us forever going to Moab, but we're on our way back. Oh, we're on our way back. Some of us are crippled. Some of us are hurt. Some of us are battle scarred some of us are nearly starved spiritually death. but we're on our way back this morning we're coming back to your word we're coming back to worship we're coming back to your praise God we're going to dwell in worship we're going to dwell in the word and we're going to create a throne for you to sit on not just on Sunday but every day of our lives we're going to say enthrone our praise enthrone our worship because you are worthy God you are worthy Come on, one more time, just do it real strong, the highest praise, hallelujah. Are you feeling better than when you come in? Come on, look at him and say, Are you feeling better than when you came in? You might have come in in Moab, but you're going out in Judah. Hey! You might have come in broken, but you're going out whole. You might have come in discouraged, but you're leaving encouraged. Why? Because we made a choice here this morning. Tabernacle, that we're going to live And we're gonna live in praise. I said we're gonna live in the word, and we're gonna live in praise. We're not gonna give God a weak praise, we're not gonna rob God of His praise, Judas, Judas, but we're gonna give him every time we come in the house, we're gonna enter into his gates with thanksgiving, we're gonna enter into We're going to create an atmosphere where anything is possible. I said anything's possible, John. I said anything is possible. I know you almost gave up on those children and said, God can't even get them. But I'm here today to tell somebody, if you create God a place of praise, he'll go get those children that's been rebellious. You trained them up in the way they should go, and they went far away. But I'm telling you, the seed that has been planted into their soul as a little child, the Holy Spirit's going to go and grab hold of that seed and get his harvest because nobody's going to rob him. Of the harvest. Hallelujah. So be joyful today. Be cheerful today. Bless him and know that he's on your side. He's for you, and not against you. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Well,
1: when I think of his goodness and
0: You to give him the ovation of the morning. Now, don't this feel good right here? Is anybody in a hurry to go to Shoney's? Because when you get in his presence, huh? Just in the last five, ten minutes, faith has risen in some of your hearts that hasn't been there for a long time. But faith has rose up as we begin to worship God and to praise his name. And I tell you today, he is able to do anything. 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 You ought to expect God to show up at your work in the morning. Expect him to show up. If you'll praise him in the car, he'll show up in the car. I know that crazy husband of yours acts like he don't want nothing to do with God. But just go, you don't have to act a fool in front of him. But while he ain't looking, just say, when it think of his goodness and what he's done for me. children act like they don't want of God but I'm telling you the Holy Spirit's already touching them and moving and so just keep on blessing God keep on covering your house with praise and worship set an atmosphere for God to just come and sit right in your house amen hallelujah (laughs) I guess we need to go home huh Anybody want to sing it one more time before we go today? Let's sing it one more time and then we got to get out of here. Come on.